Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, you're listening to Home. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Sharp, the house whisperer, custom home builder, custom home designer, here with you live like I am every weekend, Saturdays from 6 to 8, Sundays from 9 to 11. Welcome, welcome to the second hour of our fine program. What are we all about here? I'm just here to help. Uh, to be an advocate for you uh, with your construction issues as you wrestle with construction-related issues on your home. A design mentor for you, oh yeah. Uh, Because when it comes to transforming your house, if you're really going to do it right, design matters most. And uh, just a friendly voice in your Saturday morning, helping you build yourself a more beautiful home, hopefully a more beautiful life, and to do it all more affordably and more artfully than you ever imagined. We are having a conversation this morning, you and I, whether you knew it or not, about uh, decoding uh, contemporary homes. Contemporary homes are a bit of a mystery to a lot of people, and uh, we've explained some of the reasons why. Uh, Lesson one was that, no, it's not a modern house. It's a contemporary house. I'm not going back there again. I'm just, you know, we covered that in the first hour. It's not a modern house. It's a contemporary house. Modern is now officially a historical term. Yeah, it, it wasn't me. Uh, lesson two, uh, contemporary homes may appear simple, but actually they're just the opposite. Uh, they're very complex homes. And the finishing of a contemporary home is uh, quite an art form, an understated art form as it is, uh, but an art form nonetheless. We don't have the moldings and the trims and all the ornate details to hide mistakes behind, literally to hide or to distract us from uh, uneven walls or uh, uneven ceiling lines where they join uh, with the wall, things like that. Don't have those things. Clean lines means close to perfection is what's required. Otherwise, uh, when you have just a clean, plain surface, any little dimple, ripple, pit, bump, super visible. And so the finishing of contemporary home surfaces uh, takes quite a bit of craftsmanship to make that simple, flat, plain surface. So uh, surprising. Not a simple home. Not a simple home at all. And the engineering of a home like that, uh, when we're replacing, let's say, a wall, which normally, like, you know, holds up the house— with a gigantic piece of glass, takes some creative engineering to be able to do that as well. Now, I get it. Lesson three is, like any style of home, there are a lot of bad contemporary attempts out there. There are. 
and Tina points them out to me every time we drive by one, don't you? Uh, we both point out. It, 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 it kind of annoys us. Uh, because contemporary homes sort of stand out as they are. And I think the reason why maybe it annoys us more so than normal is because they're already uh, standing out a bit. Uh, and so they're clearly, they can get really boxy, uh, clunky. Uh, a contemporary home can be weirdly angular. Sometimes they can be fantastically angular. Other times, weirdly angular. What's the difference between, I don't, you know, some of it is in the eye of the beholder. I can tell you exactly what the difference is. That one is ugly and that one is beautiful. But uh, technically speaking, just for me to sit here and tell you why, eh, that's a little bit harder to go. Um, contemporary homes, because of their simplicity, because of their sort of minimalism, can feel cold to some people, impersonal, sterile, institutional, uh, storyless. Not, not story like there's no second story or third story. I mean story, like the story of a home, the character of a home. Some people feel like a contemporary home doesn't have a soul. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, and there are a lot of obtrusive, ugly, and uninspiring contemporary homes out there. And so that doesn't help at all. Now, let me be fair. There are a lot of obtrusive, ugly, and uninspiring traditional homes out there in the world as well. The fact of the matter is, when it comes to home art, residential architecture, uh, most homes are kind of, mm, you know, fine you know, somewhat mediocre, average, uh, and quite a few are have been bold attempts and have just really not cleared the bar. And as a result, bold turns into ugly really fast. None more so true than with a contemporary house. There are architects who are so, sort of just, I don't know, uh, fiddling around with angles and shapes uh, without rhyme or reason seemingly behind them. They just say, well, you know, if I just take this series of boxes and I stack them on top of each other, boom, look at you. You've got a modern home, a contemporary home. Now, not necessarily the way it works out. So let's move from these negatives, shall we? And let's talk about the magic that happens. And there is magic that happens when a contemporary house gets done right. First of all, uh, if there was one thing, if you had to twist my arm and say, Dean, you only get one word to characterize the great benefits of a contemporary home, what would it be? Well, I would pick this word, light. Light, light, and more light. Nothing uh, characterizes contemporary architecture more so, in my opinion, or nor is more important than the fact that there is way more glass uh, on a contemporary home than in a traditional home. And for me, that is always a good thing because ambient light, outdoor light, the light of day, getting inside our structures, moving around, reflecting back and forth and in, nothing better. Light and views, light, light, and more light. And so there is a lot of glass in a contemporary structure. There certainly should be. Uh, because that's the whole point. We are using modern-day engineering and uh, building materials, uh, building materials like concrete and more steel and glass in order to produce different effects on the inside. The second thing about a contemporary home uh, being done right, in my opinion, is the opportunity to really nestle it, nestle it into 
nature itself. Whether it's nestled down into a property, into a relatively flat lot, uh, whether it's sitting on a hillside, whether it's embedded in a hillside, whether it feels like it is uh, it, it is uh, floating above the floor or the surface of the landscape around it or uh, jutting out from uh, from a cliff or a promontory. This is the area where, in my opinion, contemporary homes just absolutely and utterly thrive, nestled into the nature around them. Uh, I, I'm always reminded by people to when I talk about contemporary homes to tell the story of Dean's cabin. Does Dean own a cabin? No, he doesn't. Not at current. But uh, the point is this. People are shocked uh, because I'm a lover of all architecture, traditional, contemporary, what have you. Uh, people are shocked at, because they know I'm a nature boy. That if, if I was ever given a plot of uh, of land, you know, up in the mountains, what kind of a home would you build? Oh, it's going to be one of those really fancy, you know, log cabin kind of timber frame homes. That's a great home. I love those homes. Love them. But for me, uh, if I could, I would build a glass cube because because I am a nature boy. Because I do love the fact, so to go all the way to the mountains to embed myself in the forest, guess what I want to do? From inside my cozy, comfortable, warm, and safe shelter, I want to see it all. I want to see it as much as I can. The views, the vistas, the trees. And so there would be more glass than anything else in that situation. And that's where contemporary architecture really begins to thrive in a way. So yeah, Dean's mountainous log cabin home would, if he could, be uh, a giant glass house. Uh, so, yeah. And believe me, there are some gorgeous versions of it, and I have a few sketches if you want to see them later. All right. When we come back, let's talk about the other uh, benefits of a contemporary home, and let's see if we can't get around to answering that question of uh, whether a contemporary home truly can have a soul. What do you think? Think it's possible? Well, we'll see. I'm so glad you joined me this morning. So much more to come. You're listening to Home with Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Isn't it, though? KFI. Dean Sharp, the house whisperer, at your service. So glad you joined me this morning. Hey, uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to be going back to the phones. Uh, the number to reach me, 833-2-ASK-DEAN, 833-2-ASK-DEAN. All right, back to our decoding of contemporary homes conversation. Uh, I'm right in the middle of talking about the magic that happens when a contemporary home gets it right, does it right. We've talked about light. We've talked about nestling itself into nature. Uh, see, the nature of contemporary architecture is that simple, clean lines. 
uh, a contemporary home has the potential, perhaps like no other, to kind of uh, disappear. And uh, I know that doesn't appeal to a lot of people. I'm like, wait, I don't want my house to disappear. I want it to stand out. Well, yeah, and yet uh, because of those clean lines, it, it, I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe partially the contrast. You think it's the contrast, Tina? I think it's the contrast between those clean lines and the organic uh, elements of nature around it. That contrast really makes nature pop. It really does. And so the house gets to stand out. It does. And yet, at the same time, it's not competing uh, with the nature around it in the same way that another more traditional kind of house would. And so I think that's why they're such a good candidate for being embedded in natural environments like that. Um, another thing about contemporary homes, clearly, uh, because of the nature of uh, utilizing uh, current construction technology, you get open plan, you get lots of volume, a real sense of space. Even if you don't have a lot of square footage, you get a lot of kind of cubic space in a contemporary home. It's clean, it's simple, it's minimalist. And for a lot of you, that is highly, highly appealing. It is to me. Uh, typically, contemporary homes are somewhat neutral in uh, color tones with muted colors built into them. And then, boom, bold accents thrown in at points, which kind of takes me to uh, what I think is one of the strongest uh, pluses of a contemporary home. And that is, and this goes against the idea, by the way, of someone saying, well, they have no story. They have no character to them. No, no, no. A contemporary home really has the power in its simplicity to become a fantastic gallery. In other words, again, the house itself uh, steps back, uh, provides an open space and a clean space, not unlike uh, you would expect as you walk in through an art gallery or a museum, the structure itself. And, and what does it do? It really allows a pop and an accent of the things inside the home the artwork on the wall, the furniture in the room, the possessions, the belongings, and so on. Uh, nothing uh, does a better job than a contemporary home to create this gallery-like effect. Also, they are highly energy efficient, and their architecture allows them, uh, again, when done right, to float, to rise, to blend, to belong to uh, the area around it, not to uh, make all the mistakes of boxy, clunky, weird, angular, sterile, institutional. No, they can really ascend. They really, truly can. Uh, they are going to be filled with state-of-the-art appliances, state-of-the-art technology. Uh, they're going to be warm. They're going to be cool. They're going to be green wherever possible, meaning that uh, it's the nature of contemporary building techniques to be as sustainable and green and environmentally non-impactful as possible. And they don't have to be cold and impersonal. The best of contemporary homes are clad in organic contrasts. You may have a wall of glass surrounded by uh, a, a kind of wood siding or cladding next to it that is beautiful, non-painted, fully exposed wood grain. There's lots and lots of opportunities within contemporary design to make a house really, really special. And because... It doesn't have a historical story that it's trying to overwrite. Um, you've really got, in my opinion, the freedom to write your own story onto this house. And that brings me to uh, 
maybe the, the culmination point that I'm trying to make this morning, or answering the question, can a contemporary home have a soul? Of course it can have a soul in many ways. Now, this is my opinion, but you know, I want you to listen and consider it. In many ways, a contemporary home, contemporary architecture is maybe the most honest architecture. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, it doesn't embrace a fantasy of uh, a particular point in time, but it accepts the present, the now, okay? So when I mean honest, I mean, you know, you know, a, a Victorian home is lovely. I mean, it is lovely. Uh, but guess what? Victorianism, that was, that was like 130 years ago, okay? We aren't living in that time anymore, but people who live in those homes sort of kind of are in their own heads living in that time. That's a fantasy, though, isn't it? A contemporary home uh, doesn't have that baggage, uh, as it were, attached to uh, a traditional motif. It's a very honest home. It's basically saying, hey, guess what? I was built in, in 2021, and you're living in 2021. This is the world as it is now. This is where we are. This is where we're going. This is now. And to do now right, and I know a lot of people, you know, run to the past. Uh, a lot of people get trapped in the past. But to do now right is really to just kind of, you know, live in the present moment. So like any home, a contemporary home can become a repository of all things us. Uh, it can be a repository of our 21st century lives, our 21st century stories, and uh, our unique 21st century way of doing things. So... Uh, you're never going to find in me uh, a, uh, a bias against a particular kind of architecture. And so what I wanted to do this morning is just have a little bit more conversation about these contemporary homes to see their value, to see their potential. Yeah, there's a lot of crap out there. Yeah, store, you know, that's just another Tuesday in Southern California. But uh, when they're done right, wow. I mean, they can be, wow. They really are. And there's they, there's something soulish about being honest about where we're at and uh, and where we're going. And there you go. That's my opinion on it. All right. When we come back, uh, let's talk to you. Let's talk about uh, your home a little bit more. We will go to the phone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Just no good. You cheese like Nibbles. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You are home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. That's me. Hey, thanks for joining the program this morning. We've been talking about the mystery of uh, contemporary homes. It's strange to think that uh, homes being built today with today's standards are so mysterious and confusing for folks. But there are a lot of aspects to contemporary architecture that just seem a little odd. 
And uh, most of us have been trained up in traditional homes, home style. And so it's a little foreign for us. So I've been taking some time to explain that. But now, as is our custom, it is time to go back to the phones. Let's find out what's going on with your home today. Rick, welcome home. Hi, Dean. Um, I just had a brand new shower installed in an upstairs bedroom. The shower floor is porcelain tile. And after just a couple of weeks of usage, we're developing some dark looking stains in the shower floor. So we're trying to figure out what's causing this. Dark looking stains. All right. T- talk to me about uh, the grout. Uh, what kind of grout do you have in between these tiles and uh, the color of the grout as well? Okay. The color of the grout is an off white. Uh, it's, it's probably it's probably sanded. I would expect it to be. Um, the uh, tile and the contractors came out and looked at it. Uh, they thought at first that it might have been moisture causing it, but they've removed several of the tiles and it doesn't appear to be wet underneath. Uh, and it's just in some selected areas. Um, their first response was, well, we'll take the sections that are discolored out, replace it with new tile, and see if it continues to develop. Otherwise, the other option is just to take the whole floor out of the shower. Um, they've inspected the drain. Uh, they say the weep holes were clear. Um, we even had the back wall of that shower open because we were doing other development in, a, in an adjoining shower. Uh, we were able to inspect behind the shower. There doesn't seem to be any moisture or leakage from there. Um, so just looking for maybe you said your this opinion is a, on what you, could cause that. Yeah, you said this is a porcelain tile that you're using? I'm pretty sure it's porcelain, yes. It's not a man-made material. It's definitely a it's tile, not a man-made, it's not a stone. Okay, so it's not a stone, so it's not the color of the uh, thin set bleeding through from the backside. Uh, it's a porcelain, so that's going to be irrelevant. And what do these stains look like? How dark are they? They're pretty dark. I mean, at first we thought, you know, it looked like a, you know, a surface stain, but it's not. And uh, it's not just the, the tiles themselves. It, you know, the grout appears to be darkened. And now we haven't used the shower now for, several, for over a week and a half, almost two weeks. Um, it's not drying out. Um, could this be a reaction from the thin set? It's quite possible that it could be a reaction from the thin set. It it is quite possible that that's kind of a that's a bit of a mystery stain on the surface of and you can't scrub it off. It's not coming off. No, no, it appears as if it's coming from underneath the tile. Um, the the tiles themselves are, you know are, are visibly darker than the ones next to them, and the grout is visibly darker. Um, now yeah, it, I do it, have a. It I, may be. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I do have a one of those handheld moisture testers, you know, the type that you, you can test different surfaces. It, it's really random. I mean, the only option I have is, is masonry, so I tried testing it with that. But uh, the moisture reading from that little device is kind of, it's random. It's like all over the place. There's no consistency. So I don't know how accurate those little tools are in this situation. Mm. 
I mean, a, a reaction from the thin set possible, although it's not very likely to be bleeding through a porcelain tile. If it was a light stone like a marble, sometimes we have to tell people, hey, careful, use white thin set on a, on a marble because they're they're surprisingly, uh, you know, sort of uh, translucent. And so a dark gray thin set will sometimes cause splotches or stains up on the surface of the marble. But uh, with a porcelain, not likely at all. And if it's not just in the grout, but the tile itself, I'm wondering if there isn't moisture that just isn't escaping underneath. And if it's just soaking and therefore darkening those, uh, those tiles uh, as a result. In other words, I'm wondering if, uh, if the uh, actual... Uh, shower pan itself isn't adequately sloped to, to be carrying moisture out away and so as a result you're sitting there on a uh you know on a wet bed of tile underneath but uh you know you said the contractors pulled them out you know best case scenario rick uh i don't know that i'm going to be able to solve this one for you uh on the phone here best case scenario is uh you're going to have to get underneath those tiles and figure out what's going on that's my recommendation. But when you pull it up, make sure you don't just uh, pull it up and then reapply. Test the shower pan, test the slope, test the drainage, and uh, take a look at the backside of those tiles forensically. See if they're somehow reacting to the thin set. My first thought was uh, when you said you're getting, you know, you just finished the shower and now there's some stains over it, is that uh, maybe when the grout was applied, there was not a. Uh, uh, a proper buffing off of the haze because you know when you grout a tile the grout tends to get uh, kind of messy on the surface of uh, the tiles and that haze that forms later uh, has to be buffed down buffed down buffed down several times uh, with cheesecloth and the like uh, to keep it off to keep it from permanently forming on the tile that sometimes can create the effect of staining but it doesn't in this case sound like that's the case so uh i'm probably leaning towards let's pull up the uh the the floor tile and see what's going on because it seems to be somewhat systemic in your case rick i'm sorry i couldn't help with that uh just uh it's a it's a bit of a mystery but it sounds like there's definitely something going on and uh to get to the bottom of it literally not a pun uh we're gonna have to pull up those uh tiles i think test the shower pan again uh, take a look at the mortar on the backside, see what's going on. All right, my friend, good luck with that. Uh, when we come back, shall we try and let's fit another call or so in when we return. You are home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. KFI, Dean Sharp, The House Whisperer. Welcome home. Thanks for joining us on the program this morning on this beautiful, overcast, drippy October Saturday morning. It's going to be a good day. So it's just a mellow, nice, cool, relaxing day. After this, uh, Tina and I are running off to an ALS uh, a fundraising event in Ventura Harbor. Uh, that's going to be a hoot. Uh, and after that, Dune. We're going to go see Dune today. That's right. So what do you do on a day that's overcast and cool in Southern California? You go spend two and a half hours in the desert in a theater. 
Dune, baby. Oh, don't even get me started. I'm such a Dune nerd. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. It just got me all flu flustered. I got a little fluttery right there. Uh, all right. Uh, you know, let's, uh, we got a couple of minutes. Let's uh, take another call, shall we? Frank, welcome home. Very much. I have two questions if we have time. But the most important one was I have to redo the piping in a house. It's a single story. And I've already had water cutbacks. And so we've gotten rid of the front lawn. We've changed all the toilets. We put shower reduction and massive. And now they're telling us to reduce another 15%. And I have three girls. So, so is it feasible? Good luck with is that. I know. Is it cost effective to recycle the water that you use for shower or bathtub into some type of container and then pump it back so it could fill the toilets and stuff like that and and at least reduce the usage okay all right well first let me uh, retract what i just said that was a sexist remark that i just made when i said good luck with that because you have three girls on saving water between the two of us tina and i who takes the longest showers what was that, Tina? What was that? I just said, oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah Is you that take one or shower. together? Long. I take long showers. <laughs> long showers. I enjoy a good long shower. Probably like four Tina's worth of showers I take. In <laughs> okay. A, in well, let's keep right, moving anyway, forward because so. then I can get my second question in. <laughs> okay, fine, Frank. Oh, All right. Yes. Frank's a little pushy He's this morning. He's a little He's pushy. All right. So here's the thing, Frank. Uh, in the state of California... Uh, California uh, plumbing code allows gray water. Now, gray water, uh, the difference between gray water and black water. Black water is the water from a toilet, okay, toilet water uh, after it's been flushed, obviously. And uh, in California, technically, uh, kitchen sinks. Kitchen sinks and uh, laundry sinks and toilets, black water. Gray water is everything else, bathroom sinks, showers, bathtubs. That's gray water. California Plumbing Code allows gray water to be used for flushing toilets. But the system to do that, it's a little bit involved. It has to be treated. It has to, be, it has to meet certain uh, water requirements. Uh, the system requires a permit. It's going to mean some inspections, backflow protectors, cross-connection. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that go into that. Uh, and that's the California Plumbing Code, and your local municipality may actually override it and not permit it. So the key is you okay. got to check with your you, you got to check with your local out. city. Yeah, <laughs> California allows it. You got to check with your local city and find out if they allow it, and then find out what the actual system for reclaiming that water is uh, in order to put it back into the toilet tank. But it's a really good question. Okay, what's number two? Really quick. Really quick centralizing your cable and fiber services into a central a closet so that it's not just hilly willy all over the house and and you know and i've been offered a one gigabyte for only 35 dollars more than the cable i have right now is that a good idea it's not talking yes. the fiber but just centralizing everything yeah it is a good idea uh, it's a good idea because you know what uh, the future of everything is bluetooth and wi-fi everything in a house where we i can't i'm trying to remember the last house that we actually pre-wired with cable and ethernet into rooms now if somebody's got a home office uh with uh or studio requirements sometimes we'll run hardline ethernet lines uh 
into a room. But generally speaking, these days, we find a central location, a central closet. We bring everything into that location. That's where we set up the routers with Wi-Fi mesh routers, mesh routers. Okay, write that down, folks. I don't have time to explain it right now. But with Wi-Fi mesh routers, you don't lose speed as you cover the entire house because it's not a repetition of, you know, it's not like playing the telephone game where one router takes a signal from another and another and another. And by the time we get down to the end, uh, things have slowed down. A A mesh router system has changed all of that. Now you've got blanket Wi-Fi coverage over the entire house and everything is uh, is running at high speeds via Wi-Fi. Same with home theater and entertainment systems as well. You can put all of your gear into a closet and uh, by util- now the closet should be temperature controlled, uh, but by utilizing uh, the Wi-Fi technology inside the home and the networking technology in uh, new TVs, in things like Apple TV, universal remotes, you don't have to have line of sight to the equipment anymore. So everything, for the most part, can find its way into a closet or a cabinet somewhere and then let the house uh, roll out from there. Look at that, see? I got both of your questions in, Frank. All right, everybody. Hey. Join us tomorrow for tomorrow's show live from the Camp House in uh, Sierra Madre, California, the historic 118-year-old Camp House. It's going to be a great show. We're going to have live video feeds, letting you see some of it. We'll have a live audience there with us. It's going to be a great time as we talk about how to live in an older house in the 21st century. Until then, whatever your plan is for the day, get out there. Build yourself a beautiful life. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.